Hello and welcome to Saving Faith and welcome to 2024. So a lot of podcasts and articles and blogs, etc. are doing the obligatory, you know, uh, resolutions for 2024 or new things in 2024. And so I'm going to jump on the bandwagon, but hopefully in a little bit of a different way. Um, So one thing that I have talked about a lot in the past on this podcast, and certainly that I've written a lot about, is deconstructing faith. What that process looks like, why it's necessary in some cases. Um, And I've also tried to talk a little bit about reconstructing faith. So what does it look like when you reconstruct or rebuild your faith after you've deconstructed it, after you've taken it apart and really examined it, studied it for yourself, to determine what you believe and why you believe it. Um, So the process of deconstruction, as I've said before, is not fun. Uh, It's not trend, you know, people sometimes criticize it as just this trendy thing that people are doing now. But in reality, it's something Christians have always done because Christians have always had to stop and at some point in the maturation and growth of their faith, stop and reflect on exactly what they believe, why they believe it, and how they apply that in their lives, what practical difference it makes for them. I mean, I like to think of Jesus as the original deconstructor because he is standing there on the mountain um, preaching to his followers on the plains and his Sermon on the Mount, telling them, you've heard it said this, And he quotes from the Old Testament tradition, the Hebrew scriptures, or from the um, rabbinic teaching. And then he follows that up with, but I tell you, (laughs) and he he is revising, he's deconstructing, taking apart and re-examining his own faith tradition, and then teaching something different to his followers. Um, I won't go through the whole Sermon on the Mount, but just as an example, you know, when Jesus tells people, um, you know, tells his followers in the Sermon on the Mount, you know, turn the other cheek, um, you know, he is giving them a different approach to resisting oppressors than what they have inherited from their tradition, right? When he tells uh, people, you've, you know, heard it said, you know, do not commit adultery. That's an Old Testament commandment. That's, you know, one of the Ten Commandments. And then he says, but I tell you, if you even look at a woman lustfully, right? Um, And so he's, again, deconstructing his previous beliefs, recognizing the limits and the um, flaws in the inherited traditions and beliefs. Because you could not commit adultery and yet still be, you know, very lustful in how you view and dehumanize and objectify the other sex. Um, and, and Jesus recognizes that he deconstructs the teaching that doesn't really address that part of it, of the equation at all, and then provides something different and better for his followers. So deconstruction is a necessary process for Christians to mature in their faith. And it's happened for millennia. Um, I would argue again, Jesus was the original deconstructor. Um, but then after you deconstruct your faith, At some point, you have to begin to rebuild it, to reconstruct it. And so we see Jesus doing that in the Sermon on the Mount. In one breath, he deconstructs. In the next breath, he reconstructs. And so how do we do that? Um, I think that for me personally, 
one way to do that, uh, based on my experience, to find the core, you need to find the core of your belief, right? Especially when you're having really significant doubts, like, is there a God at all? <laughs> when you're doubting God's existence, okay, so what is the core of your belief? What is the thing that you cannot let go of, that you can hold on to, to solidify or maintain your belief? So for me, I just can't wrap my mind around existence existing apart from some kind of divine creator. Um, it just doesn't compute my brain, you know. It, to me, it's more unlikely and takes more faith to think that the universe is here and in the form that it's in through sheer chance and happenstance, you know, for no real apparent reason. You know, if you if you really think about it, <laughs> There's no good reason for any of this to be here, for us to be here, you know, and, and to say, well, it just is, you know, that's not very satisfying. And it doesn't really, um, that's not really an answer, right? And so for me, you know, it's just so hard to wrap my mind around the idea of the universe being here, of us being here for just no apparent reason at all. Um, you know, and then when you start to get into the the very precise fine-tuning of the universe. I mean, there are some crazy things um, about our universe that makes it possible and that makes life possible. Um, just things like gravity and its fine-tuning. You know, if gravity was just the tiniest bit stronger, we wouldn't have stars and galaxies and um, planets and let alone planets capable of supporting life because gravity would just hold everything together in a big glob and if gravity was just the teeniest bit weaker it wouldn't be strong enough to pull matter together into stars and planets and uh, including planets like ours that can support life and complex life so there are just so many things about our universe like that, that just to me speak to a creator God who made all this possible, who guided all this in, in the processes in which it came about to support what we see around us today in the universe and in our own lives and, and to create, you know, to lead to the creation of intelligent beings like us who can sit here and, and reflect on all of it. So for me, the core of my belief in God is the fact that we're here, <laughs> you know, that our ex we exist. Uh, therefore, God must exist because it just doesn't make sense to me otherwise. So that's the probably the absolute core of my belief. So what is the core of your belief? You know, what is the thing that really convinces you to take the leap of faith and say, I, I believe there is a God? Um, maybe that thing is a spiritual experience. You know, maybe you've had a spiritual um, or metaphysical or supernatural kind of experience. Maybe it's just a deep um, appreciation for the people in your life who have displayed Christian um, values and beliefs. You know, that person who is so joyful and so 
infused with the Holy Spirit that you, you watch them and you observe them and you can't help but say to yourself, I want what they have. <laughs> um, I want even a part of what they have. Um, for other people, maybe it's more of an intellectual, philosophical commitment. Um, you know, the theologian Paul Tillich describes God as the ground of being. You know, so God is, you know, what sustains, creates everything and sustains everything. Um, and that's kind of a more trans, uh, transcendental or transcendent view of God. But that could be the core of your faith because it kind of... Um, invokes a lot of Christian mysticism. You know, we don't really understand or know the mysteries of God, but pondering those mysteries um, is really powerful exercise of faith um, and sustainer of faith. So uh, in this episode, I just want to keep it short and simple and brief. And uh, in future episodes, I plan to, um, when I'm not interviewing someone or having a conversation with someone, I plan to continue this as a series uh, for 2024 and reconstructing faith and the, what that looks like in different capacities and different areas, what that might look like for different people um, doing, you know, with different experiences and backgrounds. But just for this episode, I want to focus in on and, and sum up. I think reconstructing faith starts with finding that core of belief. What is the core thing that keeps you coming back to God or that keeps you believing in God? And whatever that is, if you can hang on to that and then build from there, I think you have a pretty strong foundation for rebuilding a faith that ultimately serves you better, that's more mature, more developed, and works better for you in loving God and loving others and living out the Jesus way in your day-to-day -day life. So thank you very much for listening, as always, and rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. Share this with others. It really helps the podcast to grow. God bless.